Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider, CEO of Christine Advisors. Today I'm joined by Sasha and Daniel. (laughs) Our topic today focuses on couples and connections. So thank you for joining us, Sasha and Daniel. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, Yeah, thank thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for being uh, for us. Oh my gosh, start that again. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's one of those days. (laughs) It is, yeah. Um, Yeah, look, thank you so much for having us. It's wonderful to be here and... To talk a little bit about us um, is your question. Uh, well, we've we've had quite an we've got quite an interesting love story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we, we we were talking about how we're going to start this off, and we'll just start it off from the beginning. I think, and that is, um, we were so we went to the same coach school, and we'd met each other once before, and then we were friends. We sort of became friends, but colleagues. Um, we were, when Clubhouse was launched, we wow. did real life conversations together with another coach, and the three of us spent six months doing almost 50 of these and spending sort of, you know, we were doing two to three a week. So we're spending a lot of time together. And previous to that, we were, we were ironically, which we didn't understand at the time, we were both separating from our exes. Yeah. And, uh, as it ended up, we yeah. started confiding in each yeah, other. Yeah, we were confiding in each other, talk, just talk like naturally just talking, but we didn't even realise because we'd done so many conversations, right. real-life conversations, talking about like nothing was off the table on these conversations <laughs> and people tuned in from around the world and, yeah. and we had very similar value sets and then right. we were confiding in each other. Eventually confiding Eventually in each confiding other. in each other, but we didn't even realise we were confiding in each other. It was just like, oh, well, I'm going right to place at the right time. <laughs> Exactly, talking things uh, out, out and, and um, getting just support. getting supporting each other because we didn't um, we didn't get really any support. Well, I didn't get any support from any of my friends. Like mm-hmm. like, a, like when I sort of because I made the decision to split from my ex, and so a lot of people like, well, how can you do this? Everything was fine, but like I wanted more out of a mm-hmm. relationship. I wanted a deeper connection and. And uh, so everyone was sort of turned against me a little bit. So I didn't have anyone else to talk to. And then so we were confiding each other and then. Yeah. So as it turned out, we, um, I had this, I, I had this meditation. I was in a really sort of enlivened, um, you know, spiritually enlivened time of my life where right. I was doing lots of meditation. And I had this meditation that just, floored me and that was is that I was I was just I just went to a whole other place and I saw I was an angel (laughs) (laughs) I was an angel um God was there and um Daniel was Metatron and God had burned Metatron and I saw this in my meditation and I came out of my meditation with the deepest most unexplainable sadness I think I've ever felt in my life. Mm. And it stayed with me for a week and I couldn't shake it. And I was just going, wow, like trying to make, I, sense, of it. Trying to make sense of it. And I was completely mm. devastated. And Daniel and I had a call and I'd sort of thought about saying something the day before, but thought, no, no, God, I can't say anything. <laughs> like, you know, this is just weird, you know. Um, and then as soon as I saw him on Zoom, I said, I really need to tell you something that I saw this vision and I saw you and I've been devastated. And I said something to the effect of, I think my soul, because it felt like a real soulful connection. I said, my soul is attracted to you that transcends human. There is something magnetic about my soul and your soul. And I just, it came out. Just blurted it it out. Just blurted it out. (laughs) I'm like, oh God, what have I said? You know, and like there'd be, there'd be nothing of talk of any like romance or any nothing. of like purely exactly. friends, and you were like, I can't say this. Yeah, and then exactly. it just came out. And I was, and I, it's, it, but before she said, before Sasha said something, I, I kind of just knew what she was going to say. Which but up until then, like we're human behaviour experts, like yeah. we do this for a living. We've been both coaching <laughs> for seven years each yeah. and we, we're very good at what we do and uh, we can see language patterns oh, and all these things. But we were with each other and was like, Whoa. we just, I guess when it's when you're deep in, d- yeah. deep in it, we didn't realise. <laughs> and, and Sasha said something to me, I just was like, I, I got it. 
I got mm-hmm. it straight away. I was like, I get it. And but up until then, I hadn't even thought about it. But I just had that same feeling. And from that day, that was we we're in. That was it. And like we were just like I said, I, I'm in. I'm in. And I think like a week- well, we were living in different states as well. So he wow. was living in a completely different state to me. We were we like were thousand kilometers down. away from each other. <laughs> COVID lockdown, like because Melbourne was the most locked down city in the world. Yeah. So we didn't even see each other for almost six almost months. six months. So, so we that were, conversation was the start of communication and clarification and understanding each other. And we we developed um, fourteen guiding principles to how we can maintain this relationship or how we can be build, in yeah, this have the relationship that we want to because we knew that being soulmates. It wasn't well, we, enough. We figured out we were soulmates. We figured out we were soulmates. And that was confirmed by some of the energy people that we're working with. And and then, but we knew that that wasn't enough. We needed to have some guiding principles because we, we wanted to craft our relationship very deliberately in terms of what we, we both needed as individuals, yeah. what we needed together. Because we know that relationships, people just think that relationships just work. work. And but it's like, but, but, but like relationships need to be deliberate because yeah. we didn't want to bring any stuff in from our previous relationships. Um, we didn't want to bring in stuff from our parents' programming, which what what happens with a lot of couples' patterning. subconscious patterning that we've seen coaching lots of other people <laughs> in our lives, and we thought, well, this is our chance to craft something from the start. And it was really important, and we spent that, that six months just backwards and forwards, calling each other, messaging each other, and just really crafting something that was deliberate. Yeah. And it was it was hard the distance, was wasn't it? Like it was like six months is a long time. And <laughs> it's not like we could just jump in the car and go and sneak and see each other. There was hard lockdowns at the borders. It was all it was really it was yeah. a little bit crazy. It was so. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is that I've only I had only ever met Daniel in person twice. First wow. in a training um, uh-huh. where he was with the, the trainers. Uh, at our coach school and then the second time was just we the the four of us um so two other girls um and Daniel and I went for a hike one time and it was just a like we a sunrise hike that was Daniel's previous job was to take people on sunrise experiences mm-hmm. and that was it and then you know <laughs> weeks and months went past and then we had that conversation so we'd never actually ever physically really been in each other's exactly, presence exactly I know it was, it was crazy crazy so, and the way that's so lovely for the boys because you ha- obviously have that connection, you know. And then it is true, it, you, it kind of better off that way. I mean, you hear these stories about people who form relationships, they were pen pals, pen pals first and whatnot. You don't yes. have that, you know, seeing you every day and, you know, picking, you just get that, um, you know, that mental connection first, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And then the development of the communication. So, you know, we really only had communication. And so we had to be very deliberate in the words that we used, very open in how we were feeling, talking about vulnerabilities, insecurities. Um, You know, we had sometimes had text, you know, text back and forths, you know, until 2am sorting something out. So just really um, staying connected in the only way that we had, which was communication, which has laid a really solid foundation. Yeah, and it really, like, uh, we know that as coaches and as humans, language, you know, how we language our life is how we experience life, the words that we use. And we ended up, our vocabulary was getting very enriched (laughs) because we were just, like, finding different ways (laughs) to express how we felt and express different emotions and sadness and confusion and all of these things that came up. do you up. remember the, the little text wars that we'd have where, like, <laughs> one of us would win the words? Yeah, because we'd, we'd be like, just <laughs> going through these words. So, yeah, so it's a little bit about us and, and how we came to be. And yeah. it's, we haven't really looked back. We're both now living yeah. up in northern New South Wales. Like, we're just about 15 minutes from the coast in the hinterland and it, it's it's beautiful and yeah. something we had to fight for, which we're really, you know, we're really proud of. Yeah, yes. yeah. And how we became working together is a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I definitely want to talk about that. <laughs> hmm. So I guess I was going to ask what's your story, but I guess you kind of touched on that. <laughs> so I guess what advice do you have for couples who are struggling to stay connected? So I guess before we even get into that, explain a little bit about what you do with the couple. So explain about what it is you guys do together. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got three different programs. Our flagship program is called Together as One. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a fantastic program where it's for committed couples who have lost their way. 
So people that might have been married for a long time or they've been together for a long time, distractions, various different yeah. things have really sort of meant that they're not focused inward. They've yeah. been focused outward for too long. And so what we do is Daniel will work with the men in the King program. I will work with the women in the goddess program so that they have their own individual journey. And we really created this um, from, from a men- another meditation. Yeah, but from a, and from our own experience. Like yes. we created like a, a, like a solid principles to live by, like the king in his fullness, like from Robert mm-hmm. Moore's right. and like the, the goddess um, in her divine feminine. And that yeah. we created that each for ourselves and that because we wanted to like really elevate our own lives. And then right. we thought, well, well, then we teaches, had a meditation. Teaches the people, yeah. Exactly. And then the meditation was you two need to work together. Daniel needs to do the men. I need to do the women. And then we created a um, a component. So after they go through that individual program, then that we all of us come together. So Daniel and I will coach the couple and that will be coaching them on the, the, the like really reconnecting with each other, creating a sanctum with each other, creating unity. Yeah. So that then they've had their own individual experience of, you know, cleaning up whatever they need to clean up in themselves to have a kind take responsibility for their part to play in the relationship and then the together as one is about them really truly coming together as one so that's um that's the program which is our flagship program and um it's working so well we have reconnected people who are on the way out um but really still loved each other but just thought but they just they didn't even know um, they didn't know how to find their way back to each other. And yeah. just help them with that. Yeah. Is, yeah. So we believe it's, um, oh, look, it's, it's you know, we're so passionate about the work that we do and we've really right. used how we have crafted our relationship um, as, as you know, as, as part of the formula. Right. Well, I mean, you have personal experience. You know, it's kind of like you were the guinea pig. You tried it, it worked, and, you know. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And it really helps us be accountable because one thing that we've always done in our coaching is we'll never, ever teach anything that we're not congruent with. Or that we haven't done ourselves. That we haven't done ourselves. So we very yeah. much, like, it, it, it keeps us accountable in our relationship always to make sure that we are always communicating, always mm-hmm you know, turning towards each other, all of those things. Leaning in because, you know, the old pattern sometimes for a lot of us is if there's, you know, drama, we kind of lean out and go our own separate ways, whereas really had to do is fight against the tide of that and go, okay, we, if there's an issue, we lean into each other so that we're working it out together so that yeah. we remain connected. And, you know, and at times when those old patterns pull you pull you away, it's the almost like... The old patterns oh, is strong, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's many years of habit too, you know I mean? Yeah, like, it's, I like a, how... it's a physical, physical, like a physical addiction. Like when we first got together, because we were lone rangers, yeah. self-confessed lone rangers, in our, in our previous, previous relationships. relationships and the pull to the old patterns even though we we could have the awareness of it right. the pull to the old patterns just to, to lean out and just to solve the problems on our own was so strong yeah. and we had to really fight against that eventually and we had broke to pick it up in each other so yeah. i'd be like you're doing lone ranger come back to me <laughs> and then if i wanted to do lone ranger he'd be saying come back to me and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of couples do that yeah it's yeah fun. it is it's like yeah. yeah. When you said like um even like redoing like the the how your family had taught, you know, when you think about that, I mean these are decades worth of, you know, it, our yeah. life just becomes by habit and it's what you raised, you know, witnessing, it's what you were seeing on TV, whatever the case is. Um and you might have been with, you know, someone who was manipulative, say for example, and you just kind of you get in sucked into that kind of role, and you know it just becomes the habit. So to break free from decades worth of you know, for when you're a kid, what you saw mom and dad do, what you saw the neighbors do, my friends' parents yeah. do, and retrain yourself, you know, that's a long journey. So I can imagine how it just keeps pulling you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it to a lot of couples. It does. It does, yeah. and it, and you know, for us, it's about congruence. Like we need to absolutely know that what we are teaching, we are doing. Right. And so we may, you know, so so that holds us, like Daniel said, holds us to a really, <laughs> yeah, really accountable to go, yeah. hang on a second, if we can't lead our people if we're not doing it ourselves. So, it's it, you know, that's one of our values is to be really authentic um, right. and congruent with the message that we have. Yeah, because yeah, it's not something read out of, a, out of a textbook. It's stuff that you physically have done and you know it yes. works, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I guess, um, what advice do you have for couples who are struggling to stay connected? 
Well, that's a, that's a, we thought we, we've thought about this a lot, and the, what we realize it's like what are the things that people that disconnect couples? Yes, you, the things that disconnect couples are the old patterns that they do, like leaning out instead of leaning in. You know, doing those old things that that break connection, and, and a lot of people go outside the relationship for their needs to for be their met. needs to to get met, and then they eventually like drift apart, and then they don't say the thing in the moment. Yes, they don't say the truth, they don't speak their truth, they don't really confront the issue at hand and work it out together. They may go off and have, you know, wine with a girlfriend or beer with a mate and, you know, have a big big old chat there, but they're actually going outside of the relationship. Right. So, when you know, we sort of looked at the factors that... Just, you know, and there's also obviously work and children and, yeah. you know, family commitments and all these different things that can pull you away from your sacred union. Mm-hmm. And the really important thing there is recognising that it's happening and recognising that it's no one's fault. Yeah, because we, we would say... It's easy to place blame. Oh, but you're doing, you're working too hard and you're doing right. this. And you're like, never here. <laughs> yeah. Turning into each other. And everywhere, like, and it's like one thing with our couples they ask the questions like how did we get here yeah and that's the thing about no one's at fault it's just like life causes us to drift apart and it's an active decision to turn turn towards towards each each other again that's one of our guiding principles is like that everything's figure outable Mm -hmm. and make an active decision to turn back towards each other just Mm -hmm. even in that one active moment to go okay let's turn towards each other to help each other solve the challenges that we're having because that's not a like a you know, we need to go to marriage counselling so I can tell you how shit you are. And sorry if yeah, I'm not allowed to that's say. all good. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, to tell you how, and then so we thought, well, if you make an active decision to turn towards each other, then you can start to, to yeah. rebuild. And and another thing that... Well, it can be in, the, sorry, it can yeah. be in the micro moments as well. So it doesn't need to be this big, we're turning towards each other, right. you know, but it is bringing back some more um, skin contact Right. intimacy it doesn't need to be sexual intimacy but just a touch like daniel as you can see and i we, we touch a lot like that's part mm-hmm. of our have how we are with each other um you know it may be that you're you know in the kitchen and someone just comes up and gives you a hug behind mm-hmm. or even an arm touch just a recognition that you know that you're seen mm-hmm. that you're important yeah and that it's you can really create those micro moments that lead to bigger moments. And in saying that, sometimes speaking micro truths, just going, how are you today? Actually, I'm feeling really insecure about what just happened then. And, you know, and bringing more vulnerability can lead to a greater connection Connection, and also intimacy, Um, you know, because intimacy, everyone assumes intimacy equals sex. Um, And, yes, sexual intimacy is very, very important um, in a relationship. But intimacy is about bearing all, being vulnerable allowing the other person into your inner world mm-hmm. and you know what we've found with some of the couples that we've worked with is that they say I've even forget I, I've just given up even talking because I don't believe that I'm going to be heard mm-hmm. and so even like hearing and listening and not making it about yourself is right. really really important as well and um, to really hear that person in their truth not applying your own insecurities or doubts or questions or I don't have time for this to it just really yeah allowing that person to be the truth of who they are right. is really important. I like what you said because somebody else just uh, on one of these social media things was, it was I can't even remember who, but it was a celebrity, and they were saying the same thing about, you know, having that connection doesn't have to be a sexual thing, but he said holding hands, doing the same. He said, you know, if not, you're, you're just basically becoming friends. And he says, I have enough friends. I don't need more friends. What I want yeah. is my wife. I want somebody who yes. I'm connected with somehow. And it's important. And, you know, that's why some people, it's very easy to get caught up with, you know, say I'm a housewife and I've got the kids and it's just so stressful and I'm cooking, cleaning, you know, and then the husband's working and it's very hard. But that's why sometimes it's important to have that just date night. Somebody babysits the kids. It's just you two. Get back to what brought you together in the first place. And, you know, people have to find the time. Exactly. And it's amazing how few people prioritise that. Yeah. Few people. That's amazing how p- few people prioritize their relationship. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the relationship like comes like it's down it's the, the the relationship goes down, <laughs> yeah. down the ladder from their from their kids, their their work, and all of those things. But they, what we've realized and what we've really um, teach our couples is that relationship first, 
because without the relationship, you have none of that. And I think that people think that the relationship's always going to be there because they're married and gets taken for granted. And but we we know that if you, if your relationship is incredible and you do the work on that, the relationship with your kids is amazing. The relationship with your own body, your own health, all of those things, your work, all improves as a result. Right. And if you lose everything and you've got your relationship. You can come back from anything. Exactly. You can come back from anything. If you've got your confidant, your, you know, like I've got your, my wise sage here that guides mm-hmm. me, I know that if anything happens, whatever happens, the worst case scenario, I know that we've got each other to mm-hmm. rebuild. Right. I think there's something important that couples need to, to realise because all of that stuff is real, the cooking, the cleaning, the job, yeah. all of that stuff is real life. We know mm-hmm. that. We're not, we're not ignorant to that. But if you lose your relationship, does any of that stuff even matter? When right. you when you're alone sitting in the corner going, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. and it's not just about um, like I know people, you know, like especially back in the day, the you know like my grandparents era where like divorce was unheard of, you know, so yes. they were together, they stayed together forever, but there was no relationship, slept in separate beds, they didn't communicate. So being together yeah. is great, but there's just so much more to it, and that's where the actual relationship and togetherness becomes, um, you know, that's more valid. That's the the foundation of life after yeah. that, you know and exactly. it, just the, the enrichment that you can get from the oh, from just, the connection yeah. makes it just makes, makes your life so better. much better yeah yeah exactly and i think you know like this is why we're so passionate about this work because we know that there's many disconnected disconnect- couples out there yeah. hand on heart we were in our previous marriages right. um you know it was we we, we left it too late And so now it's like we've had this resurgence of understanding of what could have happened or what we could have done differently that we want to support other people in because there's a lot of love out there, but there's also a lot of disconnected people. Yeah. So we really... And they're still committed to each other. They still love each other. But like like what you said before, is they're friends, they're flatmates, they're ships in the night. Like they've just become just slaves to the routine and it's not because they don't want anything different but they don't know how they don't know the tools how to get back to how to get get back to each other couples that we work with they were on their last legs but they were committed well they still loved each other they still love each other they didn't know which other option they had right and that we are that other option you know is what we see because we really want to you know we were told early on in in us coming together that you know we are here to heal the world's love and so, you know, that's our mission is to heal mm-hmm. the world's love in whichever possible way we can. And that's why we've got our three programs that really mm-hmm. focus on different love. Mm-hmm. Um, aspects of love, yeah. Yeah, yeah aspects yeah. of love journeys. So it's good yeah. to know that people know that there is an option out there because like you were trying to say, but like if you go to, I don't know, a therapist or whatever, right away they're happy to in the room and it's like who's pointing fingers at who? They're not really getting to the bottom of <laughs> how do we get you back? It was always like, who's the bad guy? You just need to listen. <laughs> it's not the same. Blame yeah. fest. It's, it's like a, a it's fest. a blame fest and a, yeah. and a smoke yeah. fest. Who's the most dysfunctional? And that's why we work with the them individually first for six weeks. So we help right. them find who they truly are. Help right. the man step into his power to be there for for his for his woman and for the goddess to to heal whatever she needs to heal to be open to to, to the receive. man to the receive right. the man's. Love as well and and then when we come together it's a great foundation yes first because everyone's got their own stuff going on and that needs to be healed first rather than just be like well he said she said right (laughs) and the whole goal is to end being together not leaving hating each other more than before you started (laughs) and look you know i i you know i this is this is said with respect but i've heard a lot of people say oh we went to counseling it didn't work oh we did one or two sessions you know just yelled each other yeah and it didn't work (laughs) and you know and 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 that's no slight on the therapists it's just maybe um the the process really needs to be an internal self-first process right. because whether you're in a relationship or not you are still a sovereign being you, you are still someone stuff going on you are still someone who's had all these experiences that right. could be quite different to your partner that need to be seen validated heard healed yes. explored you know and, and and then bringing in the concepts of right. what it is to be goddess and king can really allow people a, a great framework for that right. and we develop that based on our own stories yeah so nice. and that's uh, where you individually i guess um you know, go back to, you know, is how, what you're feeling derived from how you were raised, you know, from is that you kind of bring all that up? Yeah. 
Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we go into people's um, origin origin stories and yeah. how they're subconscious patterning. Uh, we work a lot about what are the triggers, what are the triggers, what triggers you, and then often it's not what the it's what the partner does that triggers the other partner. But it's right. not because of them; it's because of what's happened to them in the past yes. uh, that manifests. But people don't even realise that they think it's the partner doing it, but it's not. It's the partner just triggering something in them. Right. Yeah. They're hurt and, and that that turns into an argument or turns into a disconnection and right. those micro triggers or even major triggers just build over time and are unresolved so we help people mm -hmm. deal with those triggers help them deal with their old programming fully right. start to help them install the new programming their new identity yeah this is one thing that everyone realizes it's like well they you would have heard this before people go oh, i'm just am who i am <laughs> And what we know is like who we are is just a byproduct of our upbringing. Our personality yeah. is just a byproduct of all the influences that we've had. And when we realize that, we realize that that we can be whoever we want to be for the life that we deserve. Yes. Like it's very free. It is. Yeah, exactly. And we elevate, you know, with the couples, elevate their thinking to the mm -hmm. highest level. What is it? The how do we truly want to live our lives? Not by societal conventions, not by how we were told we need to be by our parents. How do you empower yourselves as a couple to go? Actually, we want to live in Costa Rica. <laughs> we, we want to do this holiday, and that goes for two years. Like whatever those things are, allowing them to just dream big, mm -hmm. because we get so caught up in what we should, must, have to do. Yes, and. Really, that, that just shuts us down. We're living this life where we don't feel enriched and how can we feel enriched personally, if, you know, yeah. as ourselves in a scenario that we're not happy with and then be enriched in our relationship. Exactly. So we really empower them to go, okay, what do we actually want out of life? Yeah. And go and live it and support it, you know, and often people say, well, I can't because kids need to be in school. There are so many options. And one thing that, you know, was two things that were great about COVID, only two things, <laughs> working yeah. <laughs> and you know and um homeschooling options have really opened up for a lot of people now they recognize that they can so if you want to go live in a remote island in bali you can as long yeah. as they've got internet you're you're exactly awesome. yes and i think that's like with covid it's really shown us that that anything's possible now in the world yes yeah. like there's no certainty there's no certainty with anything no so why allow ourselves to be victims of circumstance right, <clears throat> right? not do things that we've we don't need to do things that we've always done because of tradition right it's a story that um um we were told we was told in one of our real life conversations was about the turkey in the oven and what grandma would do would cut the turkey in half and put lay it down flat and put it in the oven. So mm -hmm. everyone in the whole family for generation after generation, Thanksgiving, they'd that. cut the turkey and put it in the oven. <laughs> and like, like, and this was just this tr tradition from grandma, around. you know. <laughs> this is how we do it and grandma's the best cook and this is how we do it. And then one day grandma's like, why are you still cutting the turkey? And they're like, but grandma, that's your tradition. She's like, I only did that because our oven wasn't small enough. Uh, big enough. <laughs> big enough. Yeah, the oven wasn't big enough. Now she goes, I've got a massive oven. I put the whole right. turkey in. It turns out way better. Right. So we things based on tradition because yeah. we think that that's just how life is but it's yeah. like no yeah. it's sometimes it's just a habit yeah exactly yeah. so and 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 that you know that's that's a great example of just going you know we are passed down so many traditions beliefs values right. from our tribal school from our ancestors right. but it doesn't necessarily mean they're right for you yeah, so for sure. going, hang on, let me just clear what doesn't need to be there anymore, and then I can and empower to create how you want to create that relationship, yeah. that living circumstance, all three, how the children are, or, you know, what what are your individual rules of engagement, mm -hmm. and you know, once you're clear about those rules of mm -hmm. engagement then you can go forth and, and show people, actually, this is how I do things around here, not how we collectively yeah. do things around here. <laughs> no, that's important, though, because people, you know, like you say, get caught up in doing the same same things all the time. And it's funny, like, even in my home, I'm one of three. We're all raised in the same exact house, but you always have that one who goes against the tide. So I always just chose to do things on my own. I'm the middle kid. I don't know if that's why. But <laughs> sometimes where I'm very opposite of my other two sisters and Ironically, we were all raised in the same house. So I chose to do things different just because of my nature. And it's just amazing how you could see years later, they still follow the same exact patterns. And I'm like, 
oh, you know, I mean, yeah. that works for you, but it didn't work for me at the time, you know. Exactly. So you have to take your own path. <laughs> totally. And it's great that you do that. Like I've got three <laughs> dogs as well. They're all very, very, very different. Uh-huh. I'm the eldest of four younger brothers um, mm-hmm. and I was that I'm just going over here and I'm just going and doing that, you know, <laughs> right. and you know, they've stayed a bit more sort of close and con- connected, whereas I'm sort of like, I'm over there doing that. And, you know, it's, it's important for people to know that they there's an option yes. even, that, they, that there is options to do things right. differently if they want to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know someone that is um, still living by the parents' rules right. at mid-40s, like still living by parents' rules, and it's like change. You yeah. can. Yeah. We encourage you. Grow, yeah. learn, develop, be good, you know. You have to, you have to. Like even in my situation where I taught my like I grew up in the era of kids are seen and not heard. You do as you're told. Like that was just the era. <clears throat> and I wanted my kids to have a voice. So I might not agree with you, but I taught them speak your mind. We don't have to agree. I, I always use the term we'll agree to disagree. You have an yeah. opinion and that's fine. Where other people from that era would be like, oh, that's how I chose to raise them. And I can't complain, you know, I mean, they have a voice, they do their thing. And, you know, it, you have to evolve with the times, but you also have to not be stuck in that do as you're told. And, you know, because now like you yeah. said, 40 year old, you know, still listening to mom. I mean, that's all cool and all, but you have to have a voice. <laughs> you have to do what's yeah. necessary. And are you happy? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah for sure. That I always ask people that like, I am who I am. And if you're who you are and you're, and you're you happy, great. then rock on. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not how you want it, right. know that you can change because a lot of people say, oh, I'm just how I am, but then, but their life's a mess. Yeah. And they, they, when, you, the when you realize that you can be who you want to be, then it gives you the opportunity to change. You don't, but people will defend that, their position. Right. To the nth degree. Yeah. But that's why they need people like you that are kind of taken by the hand and show them that you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We have to take so baby steps. to have someone in your corner. It's so yeah. important to have someone in your corner right. because if friends can't do that for us because we, we, hold our, we hold our clients accountable. We obviously do it in a loving, respectful way. Right. But we do what friends can't do. We help them hold them accountable to the life that they deserve. Yes. Like if you want this life, then then you need to do some things differently. And there's you need someone in your corner that's going to be there to support you and guide you and pick yes. you up when you're down and and tell you things that you might not want to hear, but in the long run that it's the best for you. Yeah. Friends yes. can't do that. Well, yeah. no, and it's I'll tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> for friends, you know, yeah. friends are there to go. You're amazing. You're awesome. Keep the, going. The cheerleaders. Your friends yeah. are your cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> relationship, but if you want more and different and better, right. or, you know, whatever it is then you do need someone who can guide you there, lead you there, yeah. keep you accountable. And it's really right. interesting, um, you know, a, a couple of the men that Daniel have worked with have resisted that at the beginning, kind of going, well, you know, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. And they realised, oh, actually, this is really great. This is really beneficial. And they've flourished and yeah. grown because they've gotten out of their own way. Yeah, because a mentor can see what we can't see in yes. ourselves. Right. If we just um, go by our own limitations, we will live the life of our limitations. Yes. But a mentor, I always use the analogy because I've worked with different people from job seekers and um, all the way up to, to multimillionaires yeah. and always say, like, if you're in a hole, you can only see the four walls of the hole. Mm. Right. But a mentor can see you in the hole, they can see the four walls of the hole, but they can see the birds, the trees, the sunset. <laughs> right just the beautiful vistas, all of those things. So then it's their job to help give you the tools and the strategies and the belief to see outside the hole and see what's possible. Yes. I think that's really, really yeah. important that, uh, yeah. that um, as mentors, people can't see what they in, in themselves. And it's right. up to us to stretch them and show them like, this is what's possible. This is what you're capable of. Yeah. You might not know it now. Right. And it might be a little bit of friction until we get there. But once you're there, then it the, oh, the then whole the doorway exactly opens it up. Open it, opens up <laughs> yes. yeah. Just getting them out of that comfort zone to take the chance, you know, because like you said, have it. Yeah, exactly. 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 Nice. Now, what are the most common mistakes that couples make when it comes to communication? Oh, well, well they don't. Don't we say that, you know, in, in jest, but it's the truth. Um, what happens is that, you know, people will often want to avoid, how many times have you heard, oh, I don't like conflict? Oh, I don't like, 
So what happens is that they they keep themselves small, they keep themselves quiet, and they don't speak their truth. Now I'm a massive, yeah, I'm a massive advocator of speaking your truth. Sometimes <laughs> Daniel's like, oh, can we? Can I just not speak my truth, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the early days, and I'm like, no, you speak your truth. Um, <laughs> What's so important is that you say what needs to be said and you resolve it because mm -hmm. if you don't, then it builds, re resentments build. And you know that magical rug that everyone gets The rug, gets who, everyone up. loves the rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a foundation. Rugs are big in families, aren't they? Well, How many they families are. do you know have got this big rug and everyone's walking on this rug and there's all this so, so you know, I, I think what you know what what people don't do is 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 allow that vulnerability. And even you know, some couples that we've worked with have said, "I've even stopped sharing about my day," because it's just come to that point of they will share surface things which right. are safe, such as "How was your day? Yeah, it was good. Yep, yeah, it was great. Yep, yeah, how was yours? Yeah, good. Yep, yeah. hey, and then you move on. And then you move on. Oh, and let's talk about the kids because that's a safe thing. So right. just another distraction. It's another. Well, it's another way of not deeply connecting right. so it's it's the the important thing is you know one of our guiding principles is never mute yourself never mm. not say the thing you need to say and we've had to become really like um you know brave in sharing okay I'm feeling really insecure about what just happened there and <clears throat> and for the other person to hear you and hold that's that a big one as well it's, it's a really big one and that was a big one I think it's for a man as well like we just and this is I'm generalizing I say stereotyping I'm, I'm stereotyping <laughs> but I'm a man so it's my right um, to do that no um but it's like it's as men and and I, I know this from being a man and coaching men and it's not all men but it's something that we need to learn mm -hmm. is that we automatically think it's an attack yeah Defensive. We just go on the defensive, and it's like it's it's not like. And I was being, I used to be very defensive. Right? Massively. I'm not attacking <laughs> you. It's like I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you at all. I'm just letting you know. And then it took me to realize that. Hang on, it's not about you. Right. It's yes. like, it's not about you. It's about Sasha. And yeah. this is one thing that I've had to really learn, and that I and I teach my men as well. Is like it's she might be sharing something, a hurt or that. It's not because she's attacking you. It's because she just wants to communicate. And right. if you can catch that and um, hold it, catch that and hold it, that is a massive doorway that's to intimacy and connection as well. That's all women want is to right. be she heard. I was just going to say you feel heard, yeah. And yeah. To, to, to feel that. And, and to feel safe in that. Right. So I think that's a really important thing. It's one thing to be heard and listened to. But to feel safe that you can go, you know what, I'm really struggling right. and I just need you to be there for me. Yeah. Don't try and fix it. Don't try and tell me what to do. Don't Like right. I know what to do. Right. It's I just need a safe sanctuary to come right. back to to go, you know what, I'm feeling really awful today and this happened and that happened and just for for, for the for, for the closeness to be yeah. because that's really what it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, an, it's an emotional bid to feel close. To feel emotionally right. held. Yeah, exactly, yeah. to be emotionally held and that's something that I think so many people are yearning for men, women, children to be just emotionally held. And that's what we teach is to be emotionally held because we know the power of it from our relationship. And it takes practice. Oh, massive practice. It's not like you suddenly go, I feel emotionally held. Thanks. You know, yeah. it takes a concerted effort to be there. You know, sometimes Daniel will share something with me and I'll immediately go, well, blah, 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 blah. you know, and it's like, hang on, slow down, come back. <laughs> asking for and then this. sometimes i just say i just and i just say look i just need i just it doesn't, it doesn't need do. to be anything yeah i just need and kind of pre like it at the start we would pre-frame it say i just want to tell you this thing you don't need to solve it you don't need to think i don't need to, anything else i just need you to listen and that's it or right. even i'll say i haven't formulated the right language around this yet so don't so take I'm, it the wrong way. So take it the wrong way. Just, just hear me out and I'll probably start working it out because I'm one of those people who speaks and then hears myself speak and then figures right. things out. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, the words aren't accurate. They, I may get this wrong, but this is blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then it's received because yeah. the, the imperfectness of the moment is key in that yeah. where it's not, okay, I've crafted exactly the script that I need you to hear and this is how it's going to be delivered. Yeah. It's like right. this it takes is going to, yeah. It, it takes the pressure off for both. For both people because then he's the kind of going, well, I need to really listen here to understand what she's saying because she's not clear about what she's saying just yeah. yet. And then we then it becomes that let's figure it out together, which yeah. is also one of and our guiding principles. Like figure everything's things out. Yeah, yeah, everything's figureoutable and do it together. 
Right. Because yeah, sometimes you just need to get stuff off your chest anyway. Because I'm the same. Sometimes I just blurt stuff and I'm not looking for anything out of it. I'm just getting it off my chest. And you need as a couple to be able to share that. Because what happens more often than not are most of the women I know, they're just talking to the girlfriends because if they talk to their yeah. husbands, it's just more trouble than it's worth and it's just easier. So the girlfriends will just pacify you and say, oh, my, like you said, they're just your cheerleaders and they'll hear you and yes. hey, that's awesome. But that's not the same. You want to have that connection where I can just tell you anything because I got to get this off my chest. That's right. That's anything. It doesn't resolve anything talking to the girlfriends. You might feel better in the moment, but then you come back home and that still situ- that situation is still lingering there because you haven't worked it out with each other. Yeah, right. That's where it's built. That's where, you know, you might have had a fight six months ago and then all of a sudden something little happens and someone's going, well, you said this six months ago and the other right. person's going, what? <laughs> I thought, no, <laughs> right, you forgot about, about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's so- resolving things in the moment that is, is hard, yeah. but it is key. Because going outside, like that's another way of getting your needs met. We spoke at the start of the conversation. Yeah. You're going outside of the relationship to get your needs met for those mm-hmm. things. But it's a hollow need. It's a hollow need. But yeah. when, when you do it inside the relationship, that's when you when your partner becomes your confidant. Mm-hmm. That builds connection. It intimacy goes up, and and the, you have this sacred container about of protection around your relationship mm. and that builds the strength of the container and the strength of the relationship yeah because uh, are you okay if i share this I, you don't know what i'm about to Just say share it anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's like uh sure <laughs> <laughs> there's something that you don't know um daniel had some you know some overwhelming emotions um the other day and i just said to him we just lay in bed and i said and i just we held each other and i held him and i just said just feel just Feel them. Don't do anything. Don't think about it. Don't do. Don't, don't distract yourself mm-hmm. with different ideas and thinking. And because so often when we feel, we go into our overthinking so that we don't have to feel. Right. Whoop, you froze. Frozen. Okay. This beautiful no, safe moment. Oh, <laughs> um, this beautiful safe moment of Daniel just feeling his emotions and allowing those emotions to roll through. And if we weren't as connected as we are what probably would have happened is Danny would have gone, I'm feeling all this stuff, I don't want to feel it, I'm going to overthink it, I'm going to make it mean all these different things that it doesn't mean, right. and the emotion stays We just you. push that stuff down. Just shove it down. That's what I used to do. I used yeah. to just, just push it down and we'll deal with that at another stage where yeah, we know like, it always comes back. And <laughs> once I felt those emotions, they, those emotions just came up and came up, came up, and I was trying to resist it at the start, but then they came up and then they would pass through and they were gone. Yeah. And I wake up the next day fine and, yeah. and something that we're not taught, I guess. We're not taught. Yeah. And it's not and healthy either, children. you know, keeping all that yeah. in, it's not healthy. It comes out and I always form it will come out in some other way, in disease or in anger mm. or something unresourceful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you're right, we're not taught. And, you know, society has these rules about emotions. You know, you're allowed to be frustrated, but don't be angry. Yeah. You're allowed to be a little bit sad, but don't be too sad because, I mean, that's depressive, you know, and, and there's something wrong with that, which, of course, there isn't. But, you know, society kind of says us, you know, you have to minimise your emotions. You have emotion. to be in like a certain range. <laughs> yeah, in a little box range, you know. You're allowed to be happy, but don't be too happy because then you're showing off. Right. So we what to tone our emotions down, to which shuts them down. Yeah. Which, yeah, exactly, because if you're not feeling the depths of some of the heavier emotions, then mm-hmm. you can't feel the lighter emotions. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we're, we're, we're sort of, sorry, my arm's stuck. <laughs> we're working in this little range of emotions and wondering why we're not feeling joyful. And, and that, that experience, we're missing out on that, that huge range of experience because you have to feel... To the depth that you can feel sadness and anger and hurt and frustration, all those things, is to the height that you'll feel happiness. And joy. And, and joy and, 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 and love you know, and emotion. Yeah, you know, all of those appreciation, all of those higher, you know, high vibration energies. Yeah. So and people always think, don't they? Like, I just I don't feel all the bad stuff. Because they say sad emotions are good emotions, which is not true. They're just emotions. Yes. Is that, and then they'll go, but I can only feel the good, but you, you can't feel the good unless you feel the bad. Exactly. Which there's no good or bad, but that's just in, in other people's right. language. Yes, exactly. But even just like you say, like I know people who, you know, say they always have bad stuff happen. So anything good or any good right away, it's no, 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 because mm-hmm. they just don't believe it, you know, and it's like you can yes. have both. You just have to know how, you know. 
Yes. Well, I mean, we are, we are, we are humans have, I, I saw a stat and I was blown away about 30,000 different emotions, but we're told you're allowed to have three. <laughs> and so, but so when we can be human right. is when we can have our full emotional spectrum. When we are having our full emotional spectrum and the language, so there are nuances, you know, so it might be a little bit of je- jealousy, envy or something in between. So what is that? And then when you allow that to be there, uninhibited you go wow I'm feeling really jealous envy I'm feeling really okay I'm feeling it and you allow that feeling to be there like Daniel said for him it just passed through we're holding on to jealousy anger rage resentment you know any of those things we are dancing our bodies and and it becomes a personality trait I think Joe Dispenza was doing research after three or four months three or four months of holding on to those emotions it becomes a personality trait like what you're saying about those people that bad things and anger and all of those things happen to them that defines their life and their subconscious programming so that's what the brain will look for like in our reticular activating system it's like you know when you see a red car or your friend buys a certain car, then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. <laughs> and the brain loves familiarity. So it will go down the path of familiar emotions. And if those emotions are, are emotions that you haven't dealt with and hardwired and hardwired into you, then then that's all you'll see. And so then you become untrusting. Oh, right. things are going really well. Hang on, sabotage. Something bad. Yeah. It goes back to that familiar pattern. So a lot of the work that we do as coaches is really allowing people and supporting people to feel, to feel those emotions, to have them roll through, right. to not shut them down, to do the opposite. And, again, that's a really big training. I was a yeah. great shutter down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cry for 20 years. <laughs> Dad told yeah, me crying to doesn't okay. Yeah. And I didn't cry. I you know prided myself on being this strong woman, you know, corporate career, strong woman, you know, throw anything at me and I can handle it. I used right. to say those words. <laughs> then one day something happened and I had to feel and I had to feel in a major way because it was about one of my babies. And um, it was like, whoa, what is this new world of emotion? And that's when I started to recognise and got into coaching and personal development, started to recognise I can only be a full human when I'm feeling the full human emotion spectrum. So Yeah, and it's breaking down those subconscious patterns as well of like this is is my lot in life. Have you ever heard that? Like I'm I'm sure everyone's heard that. This is just my lot in life. This is what my (laughs) (laughs) all of those bad things are just their lot in life because that's what shaped them but it doesn't have to be that takes time to break down those that neurological patterning yeah once you do there's so much so much so much to life yeah i had that conversation with someone um the same they're always negative always negative and their life is just negative and you know i could say like driving I, i literally did a video one time i'm driving down it was raining it was a cold gloomy day but i'm like it's going to make the flowers bloom. Like you can always find positive in something, but if you yeah. choose to always look for the negative, you're always going to have the negative in return. And, you know, it, it, unfortunately, you know, for a negative person, they just don't see it. It's just yeah. it, life is negative yeah. and that's it. I'm like, I just say, keep a distance then. I can't. <laughs> yeah. But there is a nuance to that though, if you don't mind me sharing. And that is like there is there's a big flavor in personal development just think positive and you will be whereas I disagree with that I think when you're working through your emotions that are heavier Mm -hmm. and you can start to allow them to be there just as you can the the mediocre emotions just as you can for the lighter emotions then that will allow you to have that full emotional spectrum but the whole positive thinking I just got to think positive but my life is a disaster it's spiritual bypassing (laughs) spiritual bypassing (laughs) so so, but I agree, there are some people who, I mean, we all, all are wired to the negative. We have a negative bias. It's just how our brains are for the survival, right? But it's about seeing the opportunities in things, seeing that, okay, what do I need to learn? We had something happen yesterday and we were like, okay, so what is this? This is a, this is a learning for us. What can we learn? Mm-hmm. We didn't disregard the emotion, but we went, we were okay. Disappointed, we were disappointed. Then we're like, okay, we we're disappointed, felt the disappointment. They're like, okay, what can we What's the make of our day now? Exactly. What can we do? How can we look at this in a way that will benefit us? Mm-hmm. But we felt the emotion at and the same time. And it's also like so effective as well. Like I love yeah. what you're saying about the flowers because we live in the country now and we're on tank water. So it's like when it rains, it's like, like, it's like there's a storm coming. 
it's still coming. We 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 shower together, so just full disclosure. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we shower together. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's so that's our physical thing. contact that we do every day to maintain connection, and we know because we know how important that is Sweet in busy busy lives, all of those things. And we're like, oh, it's storming, it's raining, so we can have a longer <laughs> shower. <laughs> you know, like it's like, but it's like because it's like, normally when it's raining, it's so a hustle, it's and it's just like, oh, it's pouring down rain, you can't do anything. We're like, every time it's, oh, it's that storm, we need the tanks full and tanks yeah. full. <laughs> and you know and i'm a summer person so i'm like you know let there be sun 24 7 you know let there be warm weather yeah whereas now it's like you, you've got to appreciate that you know this is what you know what the earth needs what we need as humans yeah. you life, yeah. <laughs> as we sit here with snow i get it oh, <laughs> So I guess um, tell us what strategies do you recommend for couples to build a stronger bond? Oh, oh so many, so many. So many. <laughs> well, I think the, the big one is is always lean in when you want to lean out, lean out, like mm-hmm. just yeah. and talk towards each other. Yeah, go to each other to have your needs met. Yeah, even though it might be you think it might be easier to go outside the relationship to get your needs met for connection, get them met inside the relationship. Yeah, and you know that has to be sort of a conversation of, hey, I really want to talk with you. So again, another one is really speaking your truth, saying the thing that you really don't want to say will allow that to be opened. But you know, also prefacing as as, as we've mentioned, and and, um, another, and well, creating okay. creating guiding principles. Yes, like we created our guiding principles. We've got fourteen guiding principles that we have as a free download for everyone, so we can share that with you if you like. Um, and it's one of them was us first. Yes. Like always prioritize us first in life because life gets busy and we're, we're not, as I said before, we're, we're not, not ignorant to, to the fact that life happens. Right. We always go, okay, let's put us first always. Yeah. And as, as, a, as a priority and that, that really helps as well. Well, it's just sort of coming back to each other rather than going, you know, because it's so easy to be distracted by so many different things. And it's like, okay, so hang on a second, where are we in this picture today? What is it that we need? And sometimes for us, it's like, okay, we've been working for a few hours. Okay, snuggle time. And we'll go into the bed and we're just kind of snuggling with each other and just have a little bit of a micro nap or something like that. Just have 20 minutes together just to reconnect. Otherwise, you're in everyone else as well with emails, as you know, with business and coaching and all of those things. We'll just take those time to come back to each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Daniel said, I'm just feeling like I need a little bit of love. And so we'll just have a little bit of love, you know, and just those those close moments of just snuggles or, you know, or just talking or just laying there, you know, looking out the window, whatever it is for each of us, it's it's about creating those, and I said it previously, but creating those micro moments of connection, right. of connection, build, yeah. they, you know, it's like extrapolating. It's like when you do your journaling, you know, your gratitude journaling, you know, there's a study that says, you know, you, you gratitude journal for six months and then you stop, you still receive the benefit nine until nine months later of that journaling practice it's the same when you are having these micro moments of connection it's like a snowball got rolling down a hill they build and the snowball gets bigger and bigger and so then you start to really want to do it it's not a thing of oh we probably should you know have some warm time it's like hey i really need this from you it starts to build yeah and and one thing that we um we thought about and that we know is that for a relationship to be successful you said it before it was a, people become friends, right? So to to be partners, you need to be intimate. Yes, you need to. So intimacy starts with hugging more, making an effort to kiss more, more, making an effort to touch each other more. And like we know, the love languages. It's a beautiful book, the five love languages, and it says in there like some people have different love languages around physical touch and quality time, but. We all need it. As humans, we need physical touch. Like it is like even when people are single, they'll have a dog or a cat or some kind of animal that they can touch to get physical touch. So it's something that we don't, I I don't think that everyone realises how much they actually need physical contact with another human being. Yeah, like we're we're tribal beings. And, you know, the the studies say that if you don't, a baby's born and you don't touch it for 24 hours, it dies. So, it, like, we need touch. We need to know that we matter. We need to know that we're cared for in those mm-hmm. moments. We are still itty bitty babies on the inside. We are still toddlers. We are still yeah. those young kids that are high touch. 
And just because we grow up, it doesn't mean that that need goes away. Yeah. But we believe that there are so many people out there that don't have enough touch. Yeah. And and, and need it, crave it, desire it. And sometimes it comes out in in unresourceful ways. Sometimes people will get into an argument with someone just to be seen, whereas it can be done in a resourceful way. And that's what we, you know, we really encourage. And and for men as well, like um, women generalization but tend to be more huggers than men right so they'll hug their girlfriends hug their girlfriends hug their friends hug their mom all of those things and they get their physical touch met outside of the relationship with the man men don't typically tend to be huggers like i'm a a hugger i'm a hugger but um that but they they don't get that physical touch met outside of the relationship so so, it's so important for them to get that inside the relationship Mm -hmm. and it's something that can be a little bit mechanical at the start. Like just start to hug more, start to, but the end result will be the same. Yeah. Like even if it's like, hey, we need to hug more. Right. And it might be something that has to be a conscious thing to say, hey, we've got to hug more. But the end result of the actual connection Mm -hmm. is all that matters. Yes. Yeah, I think now, like, especially with, like, technology, um, everybody is so involved, like, you know, how you say you'll lay down to bed, you know, hug each other, talk to each other. Now everybody's on the phone you go out to eat there's no conversations they're on the phone i mean it's it just so as bad as some of the relationships are that's not helping at all either because people put their attention 100 percent on there for whatever reason instead of communicating with the people right next to them well the irony is that people online looking for connection <laughs> yes but it is not the right connection right. i mean it's not to keep in touch with friends overseas and you know family members and here's some photos of what you know the girl's doing and you know that kind of thing but the ultimate thing that we are all craving is connection yeah. and i'm human to human connection whereas we're told oh well if you want to find a partner you need to go on dating sites you know because <laughs> that's how that's what we do around here and it's uh, like well how many people are really? I mean, some people have found that you know one of my one of my brothers is one of them. He's found his his wife there, but um, but you know how we're all craving connection, but we're finding it through really low means of connection. Right. Yeah. And you know, not to say that we don't sit there on our phones sometimes as well. We're not, we're human, and right? We have right. and plus our phones are our work as well. But exactly, but we make sure comments, that when we things. go to when we're in when we're in bed together, we're just and we're in each other's. And energy. then some, some nights we'll watch a movie in bed, and other nights we will just make sure, sure that we don't watch anything and just sit there and talk and connect and all those things. And it's a conscious effort. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these things is a conscious effort to communicate, and mm-hmm. then that breaks down those old patterns of like, oh, we'll just go and plop in front of the TV. Like a lot of couples plop in front of the TV. We don't even have a TV. (laughs) We have the iPad, we'll watch a movie or something in bed sometimes. and Snuggled up. Snuggled up. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it's it's, it's so important. And like what you said is technology is a beautiful, wonderful tool that we all love. It's how we do it. As long as you don't abuse it, yeah. But technology is is a distraction. Same as alcohol or any of these other substances or porn, all of these things distract us away from the thing that we're craving the most, which is human to human connection. Right. So when we get when we get disconnected from in a relationship in a partnership, we go to all of these distractions to numb and to save ourselves the pain. But the the cause of our pain is the disconnection, but it's widening the gap even more and more. And that's one thing that we do in helping people bridge that gap and come back to each other because they don't know. No one knows how to do this. You can't do it on your own. Like it's it's possible because you don't know the roadmap. Yeah. We have the roadmap and it's so important to to recognise those signs to go, oh, hang on, the gap's really wide. Let's do something about it before the train wreck happens. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and as long as <clears throat> as long as you got the people willing to put in the work for that, yeah, exactly. And that's that's you know, and I love that you've brought that up because that's a really important thing. Is that both people need to be going? Yes, we want this. Yes, we are ready, and yes, we will do the work. No. Because some of the things that we ask the you know the individuals and then the couple to do, it's not easy. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, well, it's just, oh, I just have to write you a note and, you know, our love's fixed. You know, some of the stuff really means that you have to go in and be willing to know that the greatest outcome is a connected, loving relationship again from when you first met. We can get that back for you. 
Mm-hmm. But you have to do the work. We can't do it. We can. Here's the golden path, and you know, we can support you along the way. But you really need to be able to walk. And dealing path. with stuff that they've never even dealt with oh, from, even, their, even from their past about, or their about. childhood yeah. or their previous relationship. Yeah. It is yes, scary. scary, and it is scary. But here's the thing that I found. It's- I found even working with men is a lot of men don't want to confront their demons because they're scared of what happens. And I found a lot of men are, don't do well. The research is studies show that men don't do as much personal development as women, by and far. by 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 a long way. But the thing is, is that I found with the, with all of my men is they realized that it wasn't as scary as what they thought to to confront those dragons and those demons. Right. It, it, it seems so scary, but it's not as scary as what you think. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's that same old thing. The anticipation of doing something is way worse than actually doing it. Yeah. And it, it's when you go, oh, I actually have to finally go inside myself and face that thing that I've been avoiding all of my life and spending all of this energy on avoiding. Right. When they can go, okay, here it is in front of me. I can deal with it. They know that then, and this is for women as well, that they know that they can handle it. Yeah. There's nothing greater than going, wow, that big thing, I handled it because it brings self-trust, it brings self-confidence, and it brings an assuredness that, wow, big things can happen in my life and I will still be okay. And that is such an important thing for people to learn. Like we know that because we've done years and years of our own personal development and, you know, had coaches that have taken us to, you know, all those places that we now take our clients to. So we've done it. We know what it is like. And Mm -hmm. now when I go, oh, wow, because, you know, I believe that we're a number of different onions. We've got the relationship onion and the, you know, the childhood onion and the whatever. And we think that we've got it all lit until something, something exposes triggers it. us. Yes. And oh, I've got another layer in that onion. Okay, exactly. over there. That's it. And keeps so it, now keeps it interesting. <laughs> exactly. So I've trained myself to go, oh, wow, that thing's there. Great. Let's get into it because I know what on the other side, right. what is on the other side is so much better than trying to avoid the, that layer of the onion. So it's, again, um, you know, you, we, we are, like, humans are incredible. We can change and adapt and learn and grow and develop way more than what we think yeah. we can. You know, and I use the example We're sometimes. So much more. So much more. Like if you war torn countries and someone has to, you know, they're, they're, the whole you know, life has been blown up and they've got their child on their back and they have to walk through the, you know, snow. Through the snow and, you know, and, and, and they don't have food, they survive. Yeah. So when I'm thinking, okay, well, we just need you to get you to face your demons, you can do that. Yes. If someone over there is doing that, then you can do that. But I think what we do is we get so comfortable in our lives mm-hmm. that things just are the way that they are. Status quo. That we start to forget that we can handle hard things. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we say, you can handle anything. Humans mm-hmm. are amazing. Like we are just, yes. we, like humans are the best things. <laughs> and, but we need to realise that within ourselves. Yeah. Right. And that's the way we do. Now, tell me, um, before we wrap up, so you're based in Australia, but now do you work with people around the world or how, how you know? Yeah, we yes, do all we of do. our coaching on Zoom. All like, okay. that, we yeah. used to do a lot of face-to-face. Well, I used to do a lot of all face-to-face. My, my whole business was face-to-face <laughs> uh, until COVID happened and then I had to, like, work it out and, and uh, mm-hmm. transition. So we do all of our coaching on, on Zoom and we have workbooks and homework and all of those things for couples to work through and exercises. And, yeah, we, we love coaching on Zoom. And yeah. those those real-life conversations that we did for six months, we realised when we started coaching side-by-side side and coaching the couple when they're together, Right. We float really, really easily because oh, yeah. we're just used to having these in-depth conversations right. about life. So we we just naturally just went straight into being able to coach couples together so easily. You know, in, nice. on the same. But in terms of that, so, you know, you're, you're I think, at uh, um, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. We're at 9 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning now. Right. You know, so time zones, you know, we, we can always make it work. We can work. work around time yeah, zones. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the least of our everywhere, concerns. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We've coached people from all different time zones. Nice. So how could people get a hold of you? I'll post your contact info, but tell people how they could get a hold of you or learn more about you. Yeah, so they can yeah, just definitely. jump on uh, on the wildway.com, uh, wild with an E. 
And if they go on our website to the Together as One program, there's a they can download our 14 guiding principles. It's a beautiful 40 page ebook that's got our guiding principles and and what an to do with that and explanations. And we've had some great feedback around it. It's what's helped craft our relationship. The couples that we work with, they use they've used that as their foundational one to even just to get some ideas from to create their own. Yeah, we encourage them to create their own. Yeah. Like what resonates for them in their right. relationship. Because we, you know, this is our roadmap, um, and it may be perfect for other people, and other people might be like, "Oh, we don't need that. I like that, that one. We do we that. Put this know, one in exactly. unique decision." And we're on yeah. Instagram as true at, at underscore the wild way, and yep. um, with yeah, me. and we always do like a complimentary um, one hour conversation with anyone that's curious. There's no pressure. There's no hard sell. It's right. just about we even seen if we're a match exactly. and, um, so yeah. people can always do that and we found that people get massive benefit out of that whether they decide to go with us or not so. yeah exactly so we always I think we think it's really important that we can we feel that we can work with a couple the couple likes our style right. and that you know that, that our conversation just allows that that to, to to be the case um the other thing too is that you know we have that program and then we have um a program which uh supports people who are at that stage where their relationship has reached that stage where they don't want to be together anymore and they have children and so we help them uncouple with love so that there's minimum disruption to the children and that they've, they've done that in a in a sound way we each again work with the man and the woman uh, for their for, for six sessions individually so that they can process the hurts and get some greater understanding so that they can functionally then come together for another three sessions with mm-hmm. the four of us so that then they can, uh, you know, come together and really craft their future together. Right. Because irrespective of whether you're uncoupling, you know, particularly obviously with children, you will remain family with that person forever. Right. And so we don't have drama and burning bridges and have nightmares. So and we've we've um, uncoupled uh, with love without previous partners as well with children we each have children and um and we've done it in such a a way that my girls have barely been affected by it because we've just made sure that their psychological safety is number one so that's that's a really key component important and then we've also got a um a singles program for people who've just to help heal the old patterns, help them attract in a, a partner. Oh, well, a different partner. A different, par- different partner yeah, rather so, than attracting the same old partner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> different. So that's also on our website. So there's okay. three different areas on our website that talk to those programs. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so you're covering everybody. So that's awesome. No, oh, thank you. So thanks again for being on the show. Again, that was Sasha and Daniel. Thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. So thank you again for being on the show. Yeah, thank wonderful. you so thank much. You so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Much love. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.